0: This country and around the world, from Palestine to DC. In times like these, it's imperative to have a station like WPFW that centers justice, reflects hope, and fosters solidarity throughout our music and public affairs programming. From February 4th through the 24th, we offer you the opportunity to partner with us in this critical work of liberation by donating during our Winter Pledge Drive and ensuring that WPFW will be here to chronicle the revolution. WPFW, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times.
1: I want to hear your breath just next to my soul. I want to feel oppressed without any rest. I want to see you sing. I want to see you fight. Cause you are the real beauty of human rights.
2: Ooh. You are listening to the Inside Out LGBT Radio Collective here on WPFW. FM greetings greetings to everyone out there in the universe in the nether sphere. My name is Samantha G. I'm your host this evening and I'm sending a thousand greetings out to you and I'm so thrilled to be here and there and everywhere with you in the ether. Now I'll tell you a bit more about me later. But let me tell you about this awesome network that you're tuned into right now. Inside Out is a collective that illuminates and celebrates the rich diversity that is the LGBTQIA experience. This groundbreaking show has aired since 2008 and it's DC's only show of its kind on the FM dial. And it's only one of a handful of shows like it in the country. Now with Inside Out... We take you inside the community to look at everything from pop culture to politics through an LGBTQIA inclusive lens. And we're proud to be a part of the legacy of cutting edge public affairs programming on WPFW, the home of Jazz and Justice Radio. Inside Out airs every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on 89.3 FM and on WPFWFM.org and tonight is no different. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy to be standing and sitting here with you in your home, in your car, in your heart space. (laughs) Thanks for letting me in. My name is Samantha G and I'm your host today and every fifth Monday, I'm a writer, writer, a vocalist, voice actor. Wow, I'm so many things. Uh, but most importantly, I'm a world builder and a storyteller. I'm also director of Sway for Black in Space. And there they call me Captain Sam. I'm an unfriendly, ethereal lesbian from outer space. And please don't miss the events that we have coming next year for DC Black Pride. And stick close to us on the internet. I'll make sure I'll tell you how we can connect with you all and how you can connect with us. But I do want to set the tone for the evening because as we all know, the world is on fire. It always is. And depending on how long you've been alive, this may be your first time witnessing the atrocities of this magnitude as an adult. And for some of you, this may be yet another world event unfolding in front of your eyes where you feel your votes, your tax dollars, your beliefs, the things that you hold dear, have no control over these events that are happening. And I know some of you may be feeling hopeless. Some of you may be feeling like there's nothing you can do, but there is always something that we can do. And that something is survive. In a world where there will always be the state, where there will always be the people and there will always be the state versus the people. I hope that you always choose to side with the people and never the state and the first people, the first person of that group of people you can care for in all of this is you. So tonight I want to talk about how self care is an act of resistance in itself and how caring for yourself as a marginalized person is an act of resistance to the desires of the dominant society that wants to see people like you, people like me, people like us dead. And so I want to take a moment to ground myself in one song that always grounds me Although it is not really maybe the, the true interpretation of that song, but it is a song that reminds me that I am, in fact, like the water in the sense that water itself has no enemies. I am so needed on this earth just in the way that water is that your distaste for water is of no consequence for me. You need water to survive. I am water. Water has no enemies.
3: Make me swim make me harder, make me lose my breath, make me water, make me sweat, make me harder, make me lose my breath, make me water, on my lead. I can
1: keep my cool you understand
4: If you want cook soup, now what are you going to use? Tori bang bo na o o If your head is hot, now what a cool Tomo bang da ba, oh mi lo If your child is a crow, now what a kukulam Your child, now what are you good? Oh, no, no, no. to me back mama, weo. oh, me not lo- alone. 'Cause so shake, oh, my loo. oh, Nothing without water. So shake, oh, 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 me, you love. That. oh, uh-huh. oh, me, you love-
2: Each and every Monday at 6 p.m. on 89.3 FM, you are listening to Inside Out Radio on WPFW. And WPFW is grateful to all of their listeners for their generous donations. Conversations like these are so important and it's your generosity that keeps us on the air. If at any point you'd like to call in and share your experience with self-care as resistance, please, please give me a call at 202 588 0893 that's 2025880893 now i did take the time to ground myself and listen to the songs that make me feel special but let me invite you to ground yourselves you may have a different song you may have a different affirmation something that reminds you that your existence is valid and whatever it is that reminds you of that sit with that for a moment sit with those lyrics Sit with that saying. Sit with whatever it is that your auntie or your grandfather or your neighbor or a beloved person used to say to you about yourself that affirms you in your existence because your existence in itself is resistance. If you are existing in a body that people have deemed as non human or subhuman, me existing in this black body, me existing as a visibly black queer person in straight spaces, me existing as a black person in white spaces, me existing and continuing to exist is resistance in itself. And I know that uh, we can all talk about what's going on here, what's going on in our own homes, what's going on when we look around outside and we can talk about what's going on on the news and we can uh, do all of our due diligence and do our research and do our reading and make sure that we are showing up on the correct side of picket lines and making sure that we are, uh, you know, holding ourselves accountable and holding the people around us accountable. And then there are the things that don't seem so important in moments like these. Uh, for instance, tonight is the night before Halloween. And for some of you, it may feel like, uh, costumes and candy are a little too frivolous for the times. And I don't know, you might be right. Uh, and then there are some of us that feel like the frivolities are what get us through these times. It's the, the ha-ha and the hee he that get us through the moments where we could be weeping. Uh, you know, I I won't answer that question for you of whether or not something is too frivolous for the times. I can only answer... Uh, that question for me. And, you know, for me, someone who is taking in uh, all of the peer-reviewed articles on the pandemic that we're all experiencing and someone who is taking in all of the legitimate sources of history and current events um, that inform and give context to all the things that we're experiencing. For me, I want to hear what you're wearing for Halloween. <laughs> you know, I I, I want to see the pictures of your little Dotson, your little hot dog dressed as a lobster. I want to see the pictures of your one-year-old in their first costume, because quite frankly, I need something to smile about because I have all the information and I'm standing on the right side of the picket lines and I'm not supporting the businesses that I shouldn't be supporting. And I'm making sure that I don't cross the picket lines, even if I'm experiencing what... What some of the people online are, uh, what are they calling it? Support fatigue or allyship fatigue. And I, you know, I, I find it hard to believe that some of us are experiencing allyship fatigue about things that we've only become allies of in the last 24 hours, but that's a different conversation. So, you know, call in and tell me what some of the things are that. That you might consider frivolous, but are getting you through those times. And, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, explain to me, go ahead and send a, a paragraph along with it. But I, I want to see what's frivolous and what's getting you through. And I also want to know what are some of the things that keep you grounded? How do you stay grounded? I know uh, for myself, <laughs> for me in my house, we go to therapy. All right. Right now, therapy is the only thing that's keeping me grounded. And I am grateful for the privilege and the access that I have to health care that assists me in going to therapy. I know everyone does not have that privilege here in a first world country. For some reason, we do not all have access to mental or physical health care. I'm grateful to be one of the ones. And, uh, you know, I go to therapy. It's keeping me grounded. I do know that a lot of people like to lie on their therapist when they start stories with, quote unquote, my therapist said, but I promise you, I will not be lying on my therapist this evening. This woman has been too good to me. So if I say my therapist told me something, I promise you that she did. And my therapist and I have been doing a lot of work on feeling less guilty about not being productive in free time uh, and how awareness and ability are not always an obligation to act or perform. Now, granted, I'm speaking about my therapist talking to me, so this may not apply to you, but it does connect to the collective experience that we're having, right? Those of us who have the information, those of us who are uh, actively taking in more information about the world around us in an attempt to contextualize the world around us and make sense of it, It makes sense of it. Some of us, we feel like we have a heavy obligation to act or perform. And to an extent we do, right? But I also believe that as marginalized people, as Black people, as queer people, as trans people, as people of color, as queer people of color, as Black trans people, as Black queer people, as marginalized people, we know what it feels like to have our struggles ignored, and to know that people in the mainstream are not fighting for us. And so when we see other groups being victimized and dehumanized by the state or various states, we can't help but ask ourselves, what can we do? And when the answers we come to seem ineffective, there can be a sense of hopelessness that is so palpable in our communities. I even had a friend call me weeping for the state of the world last week and her feeling of a lack of ability to change it. So sometimes the answer to what can we do, the answer to that question sometimes is just do what you can. And my therapist always reminds me that sometimes what we can do is simply getting out of bed and doing those self-maintenance practices that keep us feeling sane, the things that keep us feeling physically okay. Now, I don't want a cookie from you all because I got up and brushed my teeth again today, you know, but You know, I I, I did that. But what good am I to any fight if I am also dead? What good am I to this resistance, to these protests? What good am I to it if I'm so depressed that I can't get out of bed? Who can I help if not myself? So, yes, I'm going to play my music. I'm going to see my friends. I'm going to play my video games. I'm going to watch the news still. And I'm always going to side with the people and never the state. I'm going to turn off the TV when the grief becomes too much. And I will not feel guilty for doing so. You can stay on the correct side of the picket line and still take care of yourself. You know, it's funny because uh, I, I always think about this song that Sounds of Blackness sang years ago called Optimistic. I listen to that song when I'm in a good mood. I listen to that song when I'm in a bad mood. I listen to that song when I'm cleaning my house. I listen to that song when I'm driving. Honestly, it's a a song for all seasons. It's a song for all feelings. And no matter how old it gets, it'll still be one of my favorite songs today. And um, CCB, one of my favorite bands, has put their own spin on it. And the millennial born in D.C. and me cannot get enough of both the nostalgia and the dopamine that the sound brings. It is honestly too good. And I really feel like, uh, you know, calling your attention to all the heaviness. I can't just leave you there in that mud. So go with me and listen to listen to this song with me just for a little bit, if you don't mind. Y'all, I almost rocked out of this chair. I'm I'm not gonna tell you a story, okay? I may tell you a joke, but I'll never tell you a lie. And I'm so glad that um, I attached the wheels to this rolling chair beneath me very firmly because that song, I I can't tell you what it what it does to me. Uh, you know, I've been listening to that song since I was a child, and now that CCB gave it that go-go flavor, like I just I really can't stop playing either version. if you have never heard optimistic by sounds of blackness, uh please please listen to optimistic by sounds of blackness and if this is your first time hearing the CCB version, please uh you know spend that as many times as you can. I hope it helps you get through the week for those of you just tuning in. I'm Samantha G and you are listening to Inside Out Radio. Inside Out airs each and every Monday at 6 p.m. on 89.3 FM. Now you can find me on all social media platforms at She Be Samantha G, exactly how it sounds. Uh, I'm She Be Samantha G everywhere. If you search for me, that's how you'll find me. And those of you who have already found me, thank you so much for the comments. Uh, People said they're loving the music so far. I'm glad to see that some of my faves are also your faves, Uh, but do not hesitate to give us a call if you want to share your experience. Uh, If you just want me to hold space for you and sit with you in solidarity in the fact that the world is in fact on fire and you aren't crazy for looking around to your left and your right thinking what in the world is going on and what can I do? We can be reached at 202. 588-0893. 588-0893. That's 202 893 Now don't call here asking for five wings and fries. Um, we don't have that, but if you have something to share with us, please, please, please uh, do not neglect us as part of your community. Do not count us out as part of your community. Uh, WPFW is a community-oriented station. It is a listener-funded radio station. So we are, in fact, part of your community just by default. If you are listening, thank you uh, for welcoming us into your homes and welcoming us into your heart spaces. This evening, we're trying to hold some space for our collective grief and our collective joy. And I'll say it again, as I said it in the beginning, if we are living in a world full of various states against various people, which we are. Uh, may you always choose to be the people and never the state. We don't have a lot of choices in this life. We don't have as many choices as we think we have, but we we, we really do have that one, choosing ourselves and choosing the people and never forgetting that the people is in fact us. And, you know, one thing when it comes to choosing the people uh, that is so important is choosing our family and we have a lot of family that we're just born into right some of us are uh connected to people via genetics and uh blood and family trees and the assignment of parenthood the assignment of auntie and unclehood the assignment of grandmother and grandfatherhood and uh some of us are happy in those uh, assignments right some of us have been uh wonderfully assigned to parents that uh, align with our destiny. Some of us have been assigned to families that align with our greatest good, but some of us are also in the process of creating families that are more in alignment with our greatest good than the families that we've been assigned just by way of family trees and, uh, you know, by random selections of nature, right? Some of us didn't win the lottery on family. Some of us are crafting family by hand. And I think that it is so important whether or not you've been gifted uh, a family that is affirming for you and uh, has made you feel safe in your life, whether or not you've, you've had that gift. It is so important that the people we choose in our lives uh, are people that are of quality. And I don't mean that they are of quality in a carnal sense where, oh, I need friends that are wealthy. I need friends that are uh, five foot five or taller, or I I need friends that fit into whatever uh, society's conventions of physical attractiveness are in whatever country you live in, whatever city you live in. Uh, I need friends that have access to a certain thing. No, I need friends that are actively working on their mental health. They have mental health practice, practices that keep them sane and keep them accountable to themselves. They are working on becoming better people. They see the world in the way that I would like to see the world, or they would like to see the world in the ways that I would like to see the world. They envision uh, a world that's bigger than the one we have right now, they envision a world that is safer for the children that come than it is for the children that exist right now. They envision uh, safe spaces for all people. They envision uh, access to healthcare that people don't. I need friends that are visionaries in that sense. I don't need my friends to have access. I don't need my friends to have things. I need my friends to help me create a world that looks better than the world currently looks Now, I know you're saying, how do we do that (laughs) without access? You want your friends to be perfect and rich? No, I want my friends to be people. I want my friends to be focused on their wholeness each and every day. I want them to be running after their destinies. I want them to be holding on to their mental health with their hands so tightly that their hands are calloused. That's what I want. Now, we can all make different choices, right? But I know that the only way I'm going to get where I'm trying to go is by having those, those types of friendships. And I will tell you that romantic and radical friendship has saved my life so many times. I can't tell you how many times it's saved my life. Like, think about this past weekend, right? Um, I spent the weekend with uh, one of my close friends, and spent that time in her care. And she fed us and she played music for us. Now, mind you, we weren't, you know, we weren't sick. We weren't unable to cook for ourselves. But I had a friend that just wanted to feed us and be in community with us and be in the same space and time with us. And the simple act of not having to cook, the simple act of feeding me, the simple act of receiving food, the simple act of being fed. It was so nurturing for me this weekend after a long week of working with people who they know my name, but they don't know my heart. They don't know anything about my home. They don't know anything about my desires and the type of person that I want to be. They just know me as a colleague, this is Samantha. She she works here. We work here together. We manage these projects and we, you know, assess the return on investment. Together we do things. Uh we do things for this business <laughs> and we go home and in those spaces people had sucked the very life out of me because, you know, keep in mind our colleagues are not our friends, right? We work for these businesses and we have to deal with the fact that we sit next to people every day, 40 hours a week, who do not stand on the same sides of the picket lines that we stand on, right? We have co-workers who, you know, have flags on their vehicles that indicate that they don't even believe that I am a whole person, right? I've got co-workers who've got Confederate flags on their license plates. I've got co-workers who I'm sure have flags that would also make me sick sitting on their desk. But the reality is that these are not my friends. These are not my community. These are the colleagues that I have in a space where I work to survive, right? But my friends, the people who are in my heart space, the people who can cross the threshold of my home, those people don't pull from me in ways that they cannot repair. They don't take from me in ways that they cannot also pour into me. The relationships are so uh, sustaining and also uh, just so, I can't even explain it. It's hard to explain that kind of friendship to people who have not experienced it. So if you, you've experienced it, you understand that those friends have now crossed uh the line into the territory of family because I am now actively choosing them every day as part of my heart space, as part of my home space, as part of my circle. I am choosing these people as the people that I feel responsible for and accountable to, the people who feel responsible for me and accountable to me, people that I can expect to uphold and uplift me in every way. And not only do we share values, we help craft one another's values, right? So if I am someone in this peer group, in this friend group who happens to have access to more information, perhaps I've watched more of what I've seen on the news. Perhaps I have uh, access to some peer-reviewed articles by way of a subscription that my friends don't have. If I have all that information, I now bring it back to the circle. I share it. My friends do the same. They bring that information back to the circle and they share it and we sharpen one another as iron. We lift one another as water. We rise together and that is what's sustaining me in these times. I hear we have a caller uh, on the line. We're going to pause to take that caller. Uh, Caller, are you on the line?
5: I am. And I I really like everything you're saying and I find it to be calm and, and, and inspirational in this time. I, I really like what you're saying, and I know the kind of friends that you're talking about, and I know the kind of colleagues that you're talking about in, in, in your workplace. It's it's the kind of folks that say things, and also in our, just the kind of callous folks that say things like, just they need to level the Gaza Strip. People I consider my friend will say things like that. They just shouldn't level it and be done with it, and that's the most they'll think about it. Or they're preoccupied. That they don't feel it, where it, it, it's 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 a horrible thing, and and I know the kind of, of of friendship when you meet somebody and they can uplift you, and and all of a sudden everything seems possible, everything seems clear, you feel energized, and and uh, and you see eye to eye, and yeah, it's really important to have those kinds of friendships. But uh, I, I was just kind of inspired by what you're saying, so that's why I called in.
2: Wow, well, I appreciate you calling in and I am inspired by you wanting to call in. Uh, That means that I'm doing something correctly, right? That I'm saying something that is also vibrating in the hearts of someone else. And I appreciate you for being willing to share that. And I wanna hold some space for you in this moment because as someone who is having a similar experience and in my office spaces, I understand that you can't always say exactly how you're feeling in those spaces. It's not safe. And so thank you for recognizing that this is a safe space to to share that feeling. And uh, I'm sorry that anyone would ever say that in your presence. And uh, I know that we are better than the places that we spend the majority of our time just by, by means of survival. We are better than these places that we have to work for, for money uh, in this capitalist country. Uh, we are better than those people that uh, Bring those hateful, hateful thoughts to work with them. Uh, we're better than that. But even if we, even if we are surrounded by hate, forty hours a week. Even if we feel like a number, forty hours a week. I hope that you are reminded that you are not just a number. Uh, you are a person. You wow, are a and person. neither
5: are those numbers that are racking up over there. But but we got to be careful. We think we we're, we're not necessarily better or maybe we are because there might be true like evil or something but a lot of people are uninformed and overwhelmed and there's like a whole campaign to just confuse them rather to inform them and so a lot of people say these things and i've these are people i can know i consider them good people and i think they give their shirt off their back for anybody who needed it who was right before them but they are they're able to disassociate from something it, and almost like they don't want to know. And if somebody tries to tell them what's going on, it's almost like it's going to bother them because they're better. They feel they're better off not knowing, or something you along those know, lines. But when
2: when we are confronted with new realities that challenge realities that we've held on to for our entire lives, it is world shattering, right? And for a lot of us. Our entire existence, and I won't say "our" because, you know, as as a Black American, I don't fall into that category. But for Pete, there are uh, groups of people who their entire existence has uh, been curated with the thought, with the notion that the only people who are actually people are people that look and live in the ways that they do, and everyone else is people but not to the same extent that they are are people. And it's not stated explicitly, but it's, it's taught to us in such a way that when we are confronted with violence and war and genocide happening to people that we don't necessarily automatically recognize as human beings, that is when our worldview is shaken. And that is when the lines get drawn in the sand and we learn who believes that Black people are people, who believes that queer people are people, who believes that the Palestinians are human beings, who believes that certain groups of people are actually people in the same ways that they, in fact, are people. And so I do, I do hope that as you are confronted with uh, who people have learned to be, In your community, that as your community is beginning to crumble, as your friendships uh, are beginning to distance or create distance, as people's masks begin to lift, as they are confronted with real world application of the idea of who they believe uh, is a person and who is not, I hope that you can stand with 10 toes and two feet or however many toes or feet you have down into your beliefs and hold people to that standard with a willingness to chop at the knees if they do not meet that standard, because that will determine who you are. Thank you so much well, for calling in. No, no no
5: problem. Thank you very much.
2: Well, I'm so grateful uh, for the call, and I think it's a, a great time to uh, play the song that I'm thinking of. Uh, but we do have one more caller. So caller, I hope you're on the line.
6: For
7: that standard okay
2: hello yes ma'am how are you
6: quite good and you you have an excellent program and i would like to make a little bit of contribution um i don't know if you would let me speak but am i allowed to speak ma'am
2: you are allowed to speak okay um Hamas, who is
6: a branch of uh, the Palestinians, have committed some uh, war crimes on their land that was occupied by Europeans. But Netanyahu and this European Jewry who are occupying Palestine are committing worse war crimes than the people they are accusing. That's Number one, number two, they are making so much bogus claim that they are Semitic, Semitic. And when you are criticizing them for that criminal activities of theirs in this spirit of Nazism, they said, "Oh, you are being anti-Semitic." Okay, uh, would you give me some chance to give you a little background as to what Semites, who Semites are, who and what Semites are?
2: Well, I, I think you and I have the, the same understanding because you can continue, but yes, I have the same understanding as you is that, that Semites are not just who uh, they are claiming Semites are, but continue.
6: Okay, the Europeans who are now in Israel were converted to Judaism in 740s. Um, there is a record... Reasons why they didn't accept Christianity or Islam but decided to uh, pick up these were Kazari and now for Nathan to come up there with his uh, Nazi criminal mentality is going into the talking about their history of 3,500 years ago. Wow, am, am I wrong in my history that I've studied? Okay, it- now, semi. Who are the Semites? All Arabs are Semites.
2: Peep, peep, it is my understanding Iranian, that Iranian anyone who speaks a Semitic language yes, uh, is Iranians is considered a Semite. So in Iranian, my in my eyes, Zionism in itself is anti-Semitic.
6: It's anti-Semitic because the Jew who was born in Jerusalem before the these Europeans got there, he was criticizing the European Jewry with their own uh, uh, Nazi Zionism. He told them, he, he told them, but they chased him. Now he's, he's taking asylums in, uh, in, uh, in uh, the Netherlands. But coming back home to Semites, do you know that a large number of Ethiopians are Semitic? And there are, there are uh, more than 300 million Semitic Africans on the continent. Don't let me name all of them to you, either in East Africa or or in South Africa or whatever. I mean re- remember some of them who were captured and brought here as slaves, now they went back to Israel and they are Ramona and Demona. You know that sister?
2: We we definitely know that the term Semite yeah, covers this- a variety of people and the yeah. indication that only only uh certain people can be considered under the term is incorrect is incorrect. Yeah. There there are many groups of people that are considered Semitic, and Zionism mm-hmm. in itself is anti-Semitic. Yeah. Anyone who does not agree with that is, as you mentioned, unaware of the history that informs what we're watching today. But I There's want to, limit. I want to ask you, with all of this knowledge that you have of history, what are you doing to keep yourself? Not just joyful, but but keep your mind stayed on the things that you have to do every day. How are you functioning in all of this?
6: No, sisters, I outlined a number of books to write. I have completed some of them, but they have not been published. One of them that will interest you is who we really are. And chapter two of that book I paid special advantage, I mean, special uh, attention to the extraordinary nature of Africans in the Western Hemisphere, particularly in the United States and the Caribbean, and and Haiti, and the way Haiti's revolution play a role in trying to liberate other African people in South America. You know, so we, you are not, you are not a non, forget about what Caucasians may be thinking about you, but I'm talking in who we really are to actually tell the truth about who Africans in the Western Hemisphere are.
2: Well, I think uh, that has always been uh, an ongoing uh, journey for Western history to tell the story. Uh yeah. Of, of who people from the content of Africa really are. We will constantly be fighting for that. Uh, I appreciate your contributions this evening. If you would like okay. to connect Let- with me later, please uh, find me, Shibi Samantha G on any okay. platform. I'd love to uh, get more Let- reading recommendations for you to share with my followers and to share with uh, the okay. Inside Out Radio Collective. I do appreciate you calling Let- in.
6: Let me end quickly. Would you allow
2: me? Very quickly, yes.
6: Yes, for 11 days, Netanyahu was killing Palestinians. Biden was sitting in the White House, was quiet. We went down to demonstrate in Washington, D.C. ADL came around and was saying, oh, what we're doing is anti-Semitic. And I looked at them and said, you are not even Semitic people. You are are Caucasians who were converted to Judaism. You are not even Semitic. How so would you be accusing
2: us to be anti-Semitic? Well, we, you know? you know, we've seen time and time again how people will try and find oppression that they are not experiencing in order right. to justify their own hatred. And so, right. I, I can imagine right. that there are plenty of people who are willing right. to, you know, claim that they are experiencing anti-Semitic. Semit- Anti Semitism, that they are experiencing some type of oppression uh, just by virtue of witnessing people rallying for Palestine. Uh, And so I thank you for your contributions this evening. I thank you for calling our attention, uh, not just to our feelings, but to our facts. Uh, And as we bring the evening to a close, I want to bring us back to our feelings for just a moment, just to sit with what we've experienced here to make sure that we have context uh, for all the things that we've said, all the things that we've felt, right? We've got information, we've got fact, but we also have feeling. and whether our feelings are incorrect or not, they are still with us, our perception will always be our reality. And it is our challenge to make sure that our feelings are not, throwing us off track as we run after our destiny, as we run after that world that we really want to see. If you want to see a world where genocide is a thing of the past, there's, it's not something that anybody on any continent experiences. If you want to see that kind of world, that type of change starts very small inside of you. You have to be okay. You have to be okay to support the causes that you believe in. If you want to stay up all night reading, you've got to be able to turn the lights on in your home. You've got you've got to bring in the bacon so that you can pay the light bill, right? You got to get up every day and go to work or run your business, whatever it is you have to do to keep your life moving, keep your light shining, put your mask on first. Wow, you wouldn't believe it, but we uh, have come to the end of our show, but Don't worry, I will be back every fifth Monday. If you need to reach out to me, I'm Shibi Samantha G on every platform and Inside Out would like to remind you that we are a listener supported radio show and that our goal is always to provide the LGBTQ plus community representation, information, inspiration, support, and most of all, a voice. You can always find us on the fabulous Inside Out LGBT Radio Facebook page, which is packed with news affecting our LGBTQ community, and it is ably run by our collective member, Michael Sharp. Please message us if there are potential show topics and tips, and we'd also like to know if any of uh, If you if you want to get to any of our previous shows, they can be found on the archives on the 89.3 website. That is www.wpfwfm.org. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> you can also find us on iTunes and Google Play by searching Inside Out WPFW. Once again, I am Samantha G and you can find me anywhere on the internet with the handle of She Be Samantha G. And a special thanks to all of our supporters and a big, huge thanks to our engineer, Kalia, holding us down. Uh, we are so thrilled to be with you here and there in the ether. I love being Black. I love being queer. But most importantly, I love being here. Thank you for being here with me.
8: Peace, Brother Jamil here informing you about the D.C. Black History Celebration Committee's annual Black History Month kickoff on Saturday, February 3rd from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. at Westminster, D.C.'s jazz church. The keynote speaker is none other than Professor Tom Porter on the role of black artists in the movement for justice and peace. For details, call Chuck Hicks at 202-421-8608 that's 202-421-8608 or email mrblackhistory at yahoo.com the event is free and open to the public Westminster Church is located at 400 I Street Southwest in DC again the date is Saturday February 3rd From 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., WPFW, building a better world, one broadcast at a time.
0: Gil Scott-Heron said, the revolution will not be televised, and yet we've seen oppression, suffering, and resistance streamed in real time across this country and around the world from Palestine to DC. In times like these, it's imperative to have a station like WPFW that centers justice, reflects hope, and fosters solidarity throughout our music and public affairs programming. From February 4th through the 24th, we offer you the opportunity to partner with us in this critical work of liberation by donating during our winter pledge drive and ensuring that WPFW will be here to chronicle the revolution. WPFW, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times.
7: The best in live music entertainment is coming to Bethesda Theater. Peebo Bryson, the legendary voice of love for two big shows on Friday, January 26th at 8.30 p.m. and Saturday, January 27th at 8 p.m. Celebrate legend Bob Marley at the annual One Love Birthday Bash featuring popular reggae band I&I Rhythm on Saturday, February 3rd at 8 p.m. Celebrate more love at the Quiet Storm Valentine's Celebration featuring live performances of classic love songs on Saturday, February 10th at 8 p.m. Peebo Bryson on January 26th and 27th. Bob Marley, the Birthday Bash on February 3rd and quiet storm valentine celebration on february 10th more info and tickets at com. wpfw is a proud media partner with bethesda theater
2: wpfw presents jazz at 100 2024 a sonic centennial tribute to those artists turning 100 years old in 2024, and one that will surely become an annual broadcast. On February 2nd, from 5 a.m. until midnight, we'll celebrate the music of Max Roach, Marshall Allen, J.J. Johnson, Sarah Vaughn, Blossom dearie Armando Peraza, Lucky Thompson, Louis Belson, Dinah Washington, Bud Powell, Paul Desmond, DC's own Charlie Rouse.